Hi, and welcome to the Get On Track, Stay On Track podcast, where we are helping your business one expert at a time. This is episode number two, and today we're going to answer the question, how do I create content if I am not a blogger at heart? With special guest Mike Alton from the Social Media Hat. And I want to be sure to invite you to enjoy more expert interviews over on the website at www.ontracktips.com. That's ontracktips.com. Hi, and welcome back to Webination Station. This is Jason, and today on Get On Track, Stay On Track, where we're helping your businesses one expert at a time. And today's expert is Mike Alton. Mike Alton, if you're on if you're on social media, then you know who Mike Alton is. Mike Alton is literally everywhere. You cannot get away from this guy. Mike started a, a uh, website design firm back in 2007. He's also the editor and uh, blogger over at Social Media Hat. Mike Mike's everywhere, and in 2012, he started the Social Media Hat, and it's just a massive blog, one of my favorite blogs uh, to watch. He's built hundreds of sites, and he uses the Drupal content management system. We've, Mike's a great guy. He's a family man. He's a good friend of mine, so I want to definitely welcome Mike Alton to the show. Hey, welcome, Mike. Thanks, Jason. I'm really excited to be here, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today. Yeah, so I, I know there's a lot of people that have been that are very interested in the question, the topic today. Um, how do I cre- create content if I'm a non-blogger? Um, and uh, so I, we've had quite a few questions already, but I want to encourage anybody else that's on the show right now, wherever you're watching us. If you're watching us on Facebook, come put your comments in the comment stream. If you're on Twitter, then use the hashtag pound on track tips. And I'll be watching that over there. Plus, of course, we're seeing your comments happening on the events tab, and we're seeing your events happening in YouTube. So, hey, we're trying to keep up and watch you everywhere. So uh, let's get right into it. And the first thing I want to do is I want everybody to that, you know what, here, you know what, Mike, the other day I was talking to somebody, and I said, I'm going to be interviewing Mike Alton tomorrow. And they, and they said, who's Mike Alton? I didn't think that that sentence existed, to be totally <laughs> honest with you. I didn't know that anybody could actually say that. Because uh, you're everywhere. I mean, you're literally everywhere. You're on Facebook and Empire Avenue and Google Plus, and you've got what, eighty thousand followers on Google Plus? Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm I'm no Jesse Wojcicki, but uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> do, okay. There's plenty of people who haven't heard of me. <laughs> All right. So, so really, my question for a guy like you is: I see you posting, and not just once a day. You post all the time. You're blogging all the time. Uh, how do you do it? Well, that's a that's a great question, and uh, a couple things that because uh, I'm going to be completely transparent this afternoon. Um, <clears throat> if my name is on a blog post uh, on my site, then I wrote it. But I don't write all the content for my site. I do have guest contributors. Um, you know, they get full credit. They're they're you know put there as guest bloggers, and when I share those posts to Google Plus, I'll actually you know ping them on Google Plus and give them all the credit. Um, but but there's probably my first big tip right there for any business and any person who wants to have an active blog and they're struggling, get help. Uh, you know, bring in guest writers. Um, you know, either somebody who's going to basically write for free because they're going to get something out of it, whether it's a backlink or exposure for them, uh, or you can hire people to write for you. Uh, but, you know, the bottom line is you don't have to do it all yourself. Uh, and I don't do it all myself. I, I do write a lot, and I, I love writing, so it makes it a little bit easier for me than for some people. 
Um, but I've got a guest post uh, from it from that was contributed to me that I'm going to publish tomorrow, uh, and that'll be my article for Saturday. So that helps you know, a lot. Let's let's take a minute and let's clarify because I know there's a lot of my followers who are really kind of getting started in in uh, online business. So let's be very clear. What is content? So for this conversation, you know, Mike does two forms of posting content. You're posting content, which is what curation for say your social media networks, but then where you also create content or write posts that are on your website. Can you talk just a little bit about some of the differentiation there? Yeah, and typically when I'm talking to clients about content, I'm focusing on the kind of information that they're going to put on their own websites or what's on my own website, the content that I own and that I created in some way. Uh, personally, I focus on written content, creating audio content or video content or graphics. Those don't happen to be in my wheelhouse of expertise, so I write. I'm a writer. Um, but to answer your question, that's different from content that somebody else has created, it's on their website, and you're sharing it to social networks. Um, you do that as a means to um, start discussions, create opportunities to engage with other people, uh, demonstrate your expertise and your affiliation, perhaps kind of an implied relationship with that source of that information. And frankly, it's just more activity for your social networks that isn't all about you. I have a bunch of RSS feeds. In fact, earlier this week, I published a list of all the bloggers that I love to follow every single day, and I'm all the time sharing their posts out to my followers, uh, kind of spreading the word about what these other people are writing about. I'm reading and learning myself at the same time, and so it's not all about me. Um, yeah. So there's so there's really um, one of my favorite uh, people to follow is Derek Halpern, and he talks a lot about marketing. And one of his key tips is spend 20% of your time creating content and 80% of your time marketing content. Now, when I see you, you're not only do you do incredible blog posts, uh, but you're you market them everywhere. Uh, talk just a little bit about that, if you could. Um, sure, sure. And 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 I know Derek uh, his, his site's Social Triggers. Um, and uh, I, he, he's one that I read quite a bit. Uh, in fact, he, he had a post uh, just about a week ago that really caught my eye. It was how to make $10,000 a month. I'm like, well, that's, not only was it a great post, it's obviously an excellent title. Um, but when he talks about 20% creation, 80% promotion, that's actually not a philosophy that I subscribe to. Right. I don't promote, at least not a specific post, more than the time that I spent writing it. Um, so here's what happens. I've got a list of anywhere from 15 to 25 different things that I do every single time I publish a new blog post. Um, and, and I wrote and I shared that list. And it's kind of intimidating to somebody if they're just getting into this. You know, they're like, oh my gosh, I have to do all these things when I promote a new, you know, when I've written a new blog post. The thing to understand is there are systems and there are tools that you can set up to help yourself, it takes time to get to that point in the process where you've got all these tools in place and you've got all these systems in place. You know, so for instance, one of the first things I do every time I publish a blog post is I share it to Google Plus. I share it to my personal Google Plus profile. It's a manual share. I'm, I'm clicking a button on the blog post and it opens a share to Google Plus window and I'm typing in you know, the, 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 the commentary and, and that sort of thing. And there's a technique there that takes time to learn. Uh, people like me and you will 
tell people how to do it. You know, use use bold and italics, and use a title, and add commentary, and and mention people uh, appropriately, and, and use hashtags, and ask questions. Um, you know, so but there's a technique that has to go into that. It does take a little bit of time and practice to learn that. And once you've done that, uh, you'll find and adopt other techniques for Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn. Then you've got tools like Buffer and Hootsuite that I use all the time, services like Triber and Empire Avenue and Just Retweet and a bunch of others that you can use to increase your reach, spread your message, and really help uh, frankly, save you some time. Uh, I'm not sharing, personally, tweeting 20 to 40 times a day. Uh, I use tools to make sure that you know my posts are, are spaced out and they're scheduled, uh, and I don't have to literally be sitting in front of my computer tweeting all day long. Right, and so I'm going to... Um, so what you're talking about now is sharing and kind of that other angle of, so like, like earlier this week I spoke with Christina DeGraff and we, we talked about how do we monetize our social media. So what we're really talking about there is out, anything external from our blog. Um, if we can, I want to bring it back to really kind of inside our blog and inside our network. One of the questions I asked Christine, I said that, you know, there's really two types of people that use social media. One person that's using social media to drive traffic to their website, their product, their services. Another person who creates a name for themselves on social media, creates this big following, but then asks the question, what am I supposed to do now? And so to bring it into this topic here, I fall into the latter category. I started out in social media um, building this big following, and only recently I've realized, especially because of Google+, I've realized that I've gotten to a point of saturation where people are not going to take me seriously until I start blogging. They're going to, at some point, they're going to go, they're going to want to see my site. I mean, it's one thing to be engaging on social media and have fun and have good conversations, but you've got to have a foundation. You've got to have something behind all that. So that's what brought me to this question and why I brought you on because Mike, I need help. Yeah. I, you know, blogging makes me, I mean, it makes me shiver. It makes me freak. I, I like to write, but when I sit down and I have to think about this thing, you know, and I do a lot of tutorial posts or instructional videos and I start the post out like in the beginning, Jason, and I'm like, this is enough. I'm done. And so I take off and I'm just like, ah, so what can you say to that person about how can I just you know put my pen to paper? What what do you do to just get started? Um, sure. Yeah, and and there's kind of two different buckets of people, uh, and there may be some other kinds. But for the most part, you've got people like yourself who, uh, if they don't mind writing, their issue is they they end up writing too much or they overthink it, and, and it takes you know eight hours to to create a draft of an article that they're just going to trash anyways because they're not happy with it. You know, so they're over here. They're they're doing frankly too much. And then you've got the people on the other end of the spectrum who hate to write, period. You know, they would rather talk on the phone than write a two-sentence email. Uh, you know, they're just not interested in writing. So they've got kind of different problems. Um, but one of the things that, that I do um, that helps both of those different kinds of people is teach that there's basically three different kinds of blog posts that you can create. Okay, the standard blog post, the kind of the one in the middle, is what most people write: three to five paragraphs dealing on one specific topic. They might even use the the tried and true five paragraph format, where they've got an introduction, three supporting points, and a conclusion, and they're done. They've made it very simple. It probably took them 45 minutes to an hour tops to write. It didn't necessarily take a lot of research. 
Often it's going to be opinion or from their personal experience, and I write these all the time. You know, I'll just share my thoughts on a particular topic or share something, a technique that I do, and it really will take me 30 to 45 minutes to write it, and I'm done. And that should be what people are trying to accomplish most of the time. The other two different kinds of blog posts, on the one hand, you have what I call a cheater post, and then the opposite of the extreme is what I call a pillar post. A cheater post is something that takes almost no time at all. It might take you 15 minutes tops to create. And what you do is perhaps you find an infograph or a YouTube video that somebody else has created or even an article that somebody else has written, and you write about that. You introduce it, and you share it with your followers. You know, you can go to YouTube and find a great video. You can bet it on your site and just take five minutes to write a quick couple sentences, paragraph about what you liked about this video, why you think your followers would be interested, why they should read it, and be done. And that's your cheater post. Should you do that every day? Absolutely not. But if you're struggling to get started or if you just don't have time this week, you know, whatever, you know, fires happen, I get that. Uh, businesses, you know, have other kinds of pressing issues and you don't have time to write a normal blog post or nothing's coming to mind as to what to write, go for that cheater post. You know, people enjoy it. You know, so there's some of my most popular posts or videos or infographs that I've shared. And, and we talked about this before too. The other thing is, you know, I'm the kind of person, I think there's a lot of people out there that are like this. I'm not going to put anything out unless it's excellent. I mean, it's yeah. got to be just absolutely revolutionary. I want this thing to go viral because it's the most awesome post or what I think you called the epic post. What yeah, do you, what do you yeah. say about the epic post? Yeah, that's my third type. That's the pillar post. And for most people, uh, most businesses particularly, I, I might tell them that they may only publish one pillar post a year. Maybe two. You know, I might write a few more than that. Um, they're too time-consuming. They're too time-consuming for you to write and research. They're too time-consuming for other people to read. You're not going to get the return that you're looking for if you're trying to churn out that level of post on a regular basis, unless that's your job is to write that caliber of a post. Um, and then you're going to run into these other issues of you know being discouraged and not having the time, and therefore you have no blog posts at all. Well, what good does that do you? Um, so, yeah, definitely try to come to the mindset that every blog post doesn't have to be that epic pillar post. Um, and also, I'm reminded of something that that Jeff Bolas told me, which was that. And, and there's some degrees of, of truth to this, but he basically said everything's already been said. It's going to be really difficult for you to come up with something that is earth-shattering, unique, never before been said or, or mentioned by anybody. So if that's your goal, sitting down to write a blog post today, I'm going to come up with something epic and, and different and new and fresh, and nobody's ever said this before, you're setting yourself up for failure, really. Okay, so we've so we've covered blog post. We've talked about the three different types of blog post. Other than writing a blog post, what are some other forms of content that you can cur curate? I heard you use this uh, phrase, or you had this discussion with Martin Shervington earlier uh, in a video. You said, I use a content management system, Drupal, because I can curate other content. What other content can you is out there? 
Well, um, there's a couple of different ways to look at it. Uh, the first way is that, and again, I, I, I focus on the written word. Now, if you happen to have graphical skills and you can create infographs or great pictures, uh, they're just as sought after as the written word. Uh, same thing with video. And we can talk about different ways that people can create video. I mean, you can do what Jason's doing right here. You can have a panel discussion using a Google Plus Hangout, and that's content. And that's valuable content. I mean, you know, we were talking about this before we got on camera, that this is, you know, trending. People are doing these kinds of interviews all the time uh, and even more every day because they're so valuable. They're so interesting. And they're, frankly, a lot easier for the interviewer than writing a blog post. They bring on an expert, and the expert does the talking and shares their knowledge uh, you know, and there's some technical stuff to learn about how to operate it, of course. But then once it's done, you've got this content, this video, on your YouTube channel, and you can embed this into a blog post on your site, and you can write a transcript or have somebody else write that for you. Uh, so there's that kind of an option. But when I was talking about when it comes to Drupal, uh, was different forms of content that are still written word. Um, and, and this is why I use Drupal as a, as a CMS platform, because it's so easy to create what we call content types. So in Drupal, a blog is a default content type, right along with a page, um, and those are the, the two that have come out of the box, so to speak. And I typically add additional content types for uh, FAQs, testimonials, stories, maybe case studies, white papers. I mean, there's all different kinds of content that a business might create. If blogging, the concept of a blog, is something you struggle with, there might be other kinds of content that maybe an easier fit for you. Um, it, that enables you to easily jump into your website and add some new information, add some value to your readers and your subscribers and your potential customers without having to write that blog post that you struggle with so much. What do you think about uh, ghostwriters, iWriter, guest bloggers? Thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and like we mentioned earlier, you know, you know, ghost uh, writers, uh, guest bloggers are fabulous sources. Um, and, and you... You want to be careful for a couple reasons. Obviously, you don't want to spend a whole bunch of money um, on that sort of thing if it's not in your budget. Uh, so you have to watch that sort of thing. But number two, if I go to your blog, it's because I want to know more about you as a business. I want to know what you think about certain things. So the only problem with copywriters and guest bloggers and that sort of thing is they're not talking with your voice. Uh, and, and, I, and I say that with all transparency because I blog for other businesses. I ghostwrite for other businesses. You know, I write blog posts, and they're published in that business's name. Nobody knows that I wrote them. Um, but we typically, you know, stick with more factual how-to kinds of posts, uh, not so much opinion pieces, because those are more challenging to get right. Um, you know, so it's really better if you can write for yourself. But that said... There's nothing wrong with it. I don't think there's anything immoral about it. Um, and, and it's certainly something to explore if you as a business just don't have the time to create any blogs or you don't have the time to keep up with a schedule, whether it's one post a week or two a month or three a week, you know, whatever that schedule is, um, make sure you have a schedule uh, and then do what you can to, to stick to it. 
So uh, in, in the intro, I had said that Mike is going to tell us how to create content without having to write a post. Give us one or two ways that I can create content without having to write anything. Well, I don't know about having, not having to write anything at all because uh, you're always going to have to at least come up with a title. Um, and, and I would recommend, like I mentioned earlier, that you still introduce whatever it is that you're sharing. Put your spin on it. You know, um, Give them your opinion, your viewpoint, why somebody should read it, why they're interested, why it's important. That said, the title's going to be one sentence or less. It should be really focused. Think about Twitter. You have 140 characters minus a dozen or so for the link, so you're very limited in what you can put in that title. Make it interesting. Make it impactful. That doesn't take a lot of time to write. It does take some thought processes to come up with something that might uh, be interesting. And then the sentence or two to introduce it probably is whatever came to your mind when you saw whatever it is we're about to share. Now, I mentioned earlier video. That's an easy one. Another easy one is articles that other people have written. I've got several clients that I help them with this. Uh, they will go and they will find an article on Forbes or Entrepreneur or whatever industry publications or bloggers are appropriate for their business. They'll find an article they write and they'll send it to me and say, hey, Mike, I like this because dot, dot, dot. I'll take that and put it on their site as a new blog post. I'll take their thoughts. They liked it because they thought it was interesting because. And you do what's called content curation. Yeah, Jason, you mentioned this earlier, where you know you just show the title of the post that you're sharing and maybe the first paragraph or so, who wrote it, and a link to the original article. Do not copy and paste the entire article. And make sure if you're going to do this, you pay attention to the site that you're doing it from. There are sites out there, particularly some of the more uh, technical journals uh, and, and, and niche online sites that have uh, even more restrictions. They don't want you reprinting their stuff in, in any form. But most sites, they're fine. If you just take the first paragraph or a summary and the title of that post and the author, and you link it. So then you're sharing that with your readers. You're telling them why they should be interested and, and you're giving them a link to the original content. So there was there was some writing involved there. Um, the other method that I use all the time that we kind of touched on earlier is news jacking. Right. With news jacking, what you're doing is you're seeing a story of some kind. And maybe it's on the news, maybe it's on a, an industry blog, something. Something that's an actual news story, an event or a change that's happening right now. And you write about that. And, again, this is kind of an easy thing to do, and I know it's writing. Uh, sorry, <laughs> you're going to have to do some writing in this business. Um, but it, it's not as hard as just coming up with, you know, spinning a, a blog out of your mind because you've seen this story. You know the facts. You went to the source. You've got the facts of the story, and you can share those, and you can talk about, again, why is this interesting? Why should I care? Um, how does this affect me? You know, so a common example I give to local clients is to pay attention to changes in the law that might impact their business and their clients. Like if you're a real estate agent, you know, and there are uh, changes to the law that are going to affect uh, how somebody can get a mortgage. Write about that. Share that information and explain it to your clients. You're probably doing it anyways in face-to-face -face situations. Clients may ask you or may come up. 
Um, you know, so put that on your website. Put that in a blog post and then share it. The thing that makes newsjacking so particularly special and powerful is that, first of all, there's some preparation. There's some identification that has to take place of where the news stories are coming from. For instance, um, in my industry, I follow social networks and tech giants like Google and so on. So I have R their RSS feeds plugged into a couple different readers. So that way, if Facebook releases a press release or Apple releases something or Google has some kind of change, I'm going to see it within an hour or two tops. And it's going to give me an opportunity to write about it before it's mainstream news. That's yeah, really the so with the news jacket. And I don't mean to cut you off there, Mike, no, but I, I I think that's an absolutely excellent, um, and I th encourage everybody to contact Mike. We've only got about five more minutes left, so I want to get to some of the questions. But okay. uh, if you want to hear more about Newsjack, I think what we're going to have to do is just have you back on the show because half an hour just is not <laughs> enough to pick your brain and get everything out of you. Uh, so I want to just jump over here to the comments and mm. give shout-outs to the folks that have jumped in here, Mark Vang and Alex Young, uh, Adia Jules. Uh, so glad to have you guys on. Of course, Chris. Chris uh, Fifield or Craig uh, Fifield. In fact, I want to—I'll uh, get to your question here in a minute. Um, you know, Alex Young said uh, he said, "Yay, guest blogging mentioned within the first four minutes." So uh, <laughs> I, I'm suspecting that you're probably uh, suspecting you're probably a guest blogger or um, a ghostwriter. It, you know, I want to—I want to address Craig um, Fifield. Craig, you're going to have to forgive me. I'm not—I'm just no good with names. But he—he he pointed out, you know, repurpose your Hangout content, Jason. Transcribe it, cut it up, put it on, put it in an ebook, etc. And I really think that that's exactly what we're talking about here. And that's quite frankly, that's the motivation for this show. And in fact, I just recently brought on a staff member who I saw how amazingly talented she is. I'll release, uh, let let the world know who she is soon enough. But but uh, I got to get her permission first. But um, I brought her on because I saw her amazing talent and writing a wrap up. And I know that's my weakness. So I can sit here, I can do the interviews, I can create the content, she can write the wrap up, we can put it on our blog post. Then we're, I'm also talking with, I uh, just got off the, uh, done talking with Kerry Green, and he's helping me get a podcast going. So there's going to be a lot of different ways to repurpose this exact same piece of content. Why? Because I'm terrified, or if not terrified, maybe I'm exaggerating, but I just, I'm not good at sitting down and writing a post. So there's ways around that. And that's really what I hope that we've been able to share with our viewers and people that are on this call today. You know, don't get stuck in the epic post mentality. Don't, you know, just get something out there, speak in your own voice, just write and, and be natural. I think that's really what, Mike, what you're kind of teaching us and telling us. I apologize to some people who have uh, were not able to see the show. See, it appears that the show was cutting in and cutting out. And um, uh, Kirthka, um, you know, I, well, I just deleted your comment, but uh, well, 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 we'll put you up here uh, like this. She's saying uh, thanks to Craig uh, Fifield, so she's echoing what, what Craig's talking about here. Um, so we want to throw that up. Um, and uh, Mark Vang says, uh, when I learned that Mike Alton uses Drupal, I knew that we'd be friends for life. So <laughs> we'll, we'll have to have that conversation <laughs> some other time. But uh, so... Uh, all right, well, there's a couple other comments. Rich Bradford popped in. Hey, Rich, it's great to see you. I want to have you on the show um, uh, someday soon. But, uh, look, we've only got two more minutes, and, Mike, I want to give you a chance to maybe showcase what are you working on, anything you want to plug right now uh, or share with the people that are on the call. 
Wow. Um, nothing specific that I'm working on or plugging. Um, I, I am really excited about the social media hat, like you mentioned. I only started it a year ago. Uh, I have been so thrilled with uh, you know people like yourself, all of you listening. You, you've been fantastic. Um, I love the feedback that I get. So I am working on a totally upgraded site. Uh, you know, my, my wife is a designer, so she created this beautiful design for me, and I'm really looking forward to showing that off. Uh, hopefully, if I, can only, if I if I only put one link, if I could only share one link of yours, which link would you want that to be? Oh boy, which. Like, like which specific article? Yeah, well, would you want me to share your, your website at the social media hat, or would you like me to share your yeah. Google Plus profile? Or Yeah, yeah uh, the socialmediahat.com. Uh, that's the best place to start, uh, you know, particularly if you've never read me or anything that I've ever said. Uh, yeah, go to my homepage. Um, I've set it up like a, like a news magazine, uh, so you can see my most recent posts. You can browse some of the categories, see what you're interested in. See if you like what I have to say. See if you can learn something from me. And, and uh, yeah, I would love to connect with you on Google+. Yeah, and I don't know who said this. I'm sure it's a famous quote somewhere. But it basically goes to the says something like, if you want to be an expert, find an expert and do what the expert does. So if you want to become an expert, jump on over to the social media hat. If you're struggling with blogging, you want to learn how to do it, get some tips and some ideas, that's a great place to start. I'm Jason Weiser. I'm with Webination Station. I'm going to be launching Weiser sites here soon. You can go actually go to the website. It's still in beta. But basically what we're going to be doing is we're going to be helping people like uh, the people we're talking about right now. People are struggling with blogging, maybe some indie authors, people who are on WordPress.com and want to get that transition over to WordPress.org. And we're going to help you make that transition seamlessly and effortlessly so that you don't have to kind of pull your hair out over this. Hey, I want to say thank you for everybody. And uh, we're at the end of our show. Mike Alton, big, huge thanks. Thanks to everybody that was on the show. Go watch the replay. And uh, we'll see you next time on Get On Track, Stay On Track, helping your business grow one expert at a time. Saying goodbye to our expert, Mike Alton. Goodbye. <laughs>